Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about, well, I want to talk to you about a sin that we can easily fall into and commit, and it is lust. Okay, I want to start by going back to Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, and this is God talking to Cain. I believe this applies to any sin in our lives, okay? Any temptation. If you do well, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you to overpower you. But you must master it. Now, this is the Amplified Version, okay? And if we can shorten that up a little bit, saying, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. It's very similar in any version. And this applies to any sin where what we must do is we, we must control, we must master those sins. And if we look at the English Standard Version, it's, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. So just wanted to give you that little bit of difference. But I think this applies. I don't just think. I, I believe this applies to all sin. Sin is always waiting to get us, always waiting to um, overpower us or overtake us. And we must, we must, you know, rule over it. We must control it. We must, we must master it. So, and this goes for every sin. And I think we have trouble with sin and we repeatedly commit sins until we master it. And that's, that's something I think we all work on in our lives. We don't have to necessarily discuss every little detail of things, but, you know, it's something that occurs, <clears throat> and we must master these sins that we have. Now, um, so like I said, I, I believe this applies to any sin, to every sin. Yeah, but we're going to talk specifically here about lust. But here, let's let's look at Psalms 10. It's Psalm 10, or Psalms 10, verse 10. He crushes his prey and crouches, and the unfortunate fall by his mighty claws. This, this is how this is how sin and evil waits for us and look looks for us. I mean, this this Psalm 10 is full of. If we, if you back up, it is it is just full of the wicked. It's all about the wicked, and who is the wicked one but Satan, and evil and sin, and he is constantly you know crouching and waiting to pounce and to get us and to catch us unawares, and that's what we need to learn to guard against is uh, that type of thing. So. What we have to do is take God's warning to heart. We have to say, okay, so I always have sin waiting to pounce. It's always waiting to get me. 
And, and we need to recognize that first, and then we can take steps to fight against that. Look at Proverbs chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. And this is about listening to God, listening to his teachings, listening to his instruction. Okay, Be, being guided by your father's instructions. And I always think of God as my ultimate father. To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattery of the smooth tongue of an immoral woman, do not desire lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her capture you with her eyelashes. For on account of a prostitute, one is reduced to a piece of bread to be eaten up, and the immoral woman hunts with a hook the precious life of a man. So this is, again, warning us of a very negative desire that hurts us, that is bad for us, you know, where we are lusting after. And, you know, it says a moral woman, but so much of the world nowadays, when we're just walking down the street, you know, women have the... And, and I'm not trying to place the blame on women, because you can also talk about this regarding men and women. I mean, men, too. But, you know, they're wearing the short skirts or the the shirt that's plunging way too low and all that stuff, you know, you're constantly seeing stuff that you're not necessarily looking for or searching for. Uh, and as men, we know we're very visual and we get distracted. And we have to really keep our focus off of those things and and keep our focus where it belongs. It's, it can be a challenge. It can be difficult. Totally understand that. The same can be true for women, um, it's not as what um, it's it's not as prominently featured and talked about, but women too can be distracted by seeing a guy with his shirt off, or you know he's wearing the real tight uh, stuff to show his muscles, and you know and you know tight shorts. It's just, it's just as bad as on a woman wearing tight. I mean, really super tight clothing on either sex can be you know, overstimulating for the other, for the other parties involved. So, um, we want to make sure that we're not caught up, though, in this, in this lust after the beauty of anyone, whether it be male or female. And we don't want to get involved with immoral people who are just going to use us. You know, that's, that's what this warning is about. For on account of a prostitute, one is reduced to a piece of bread to be eaten up. You're just going to be used up. Now, you can flip this and make this where this refers to an immoral woman and a man. You can just as easily flip that. It can be an immoral man and a woman. And that happens a lot where there are guys who are just after what they're after. And you know what I mean. They're just after sex and they just use the woman and then they're done. That's it. They're done with them. They just, you know, there's no... There's no, never going to be any real relationship or anything else. They're just, they're just using them for sex and then they're done with them. That's it. They're just hooking up, you know, and you notice this says with a hook, the precious life of a man. So, you know, that's, that's what we're referring to is just people using, using each other up. And this is, this is not a good thing. You don't want to get into these lustful situations where it's just lust and sex and, you know, oh, to the world, and in a worldly way, that sounds good, but it leaves you, it, you know, it leaves you empty, and it leaves you feeling 
Well, okay, it leaves you feeling dirty and it leaves you feeling wrong and it really can mess with you mentally and emotionally in awful ways. Uh, that is something, you know, sex is really something that was intended to be a very intimate thing that you share with someone intimately and it's not just something you do frivolously, uh, you know, due to a little bit of lust and all of that. That's just not a good thing at all. Now, if we look at <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 30, this is not going to be anything new that you've not heard, but just to remind us, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who so much as looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye makes you stumble and leads you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand makes you stumble and leads you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Now, we know that Jesus doesn't really want you plucking your eye out, cutting your hand off, cutting your foot off, any of that stuff. But is what he is telling you, and I, I'm, I'm glad they put this here in the Amplified Bible, they say, remove yourself from the source of temptation. That's what he's really getting at, is remove yourself from the temptation, or remove the temptation from you, depending on how that works. If your temptation is your buying illicit magazines or whatever that you shouldn't be, whatever. I mean, you know, whatever you shouldn't have, just don't buy it. Just remove the temptation. Don't buy it. Don't have it around. If it's uh, smoking or drinking, don't buy it. Don't have it around. You know, whatever your issue is, just stop yourself from doing that. Do not buy it. Do not have it around. Remove yourself from the temptation. Find some way to either remove the temptation from you or remove yourself from the temptation. If you can't have a computer without, you know, looking at awful stuff online, like pornography, then maybe don't have a computer. Or maybe, you know, buy one of these programs that blocks the pornography and install that and use that. You can protect yourself. You can also protect your children and your family. And that's not a bad thing. So that's what we need to do to, in this case, as far as lust goes, we need to remove ourselves from the temptation or remove the temptation from us. Don't go looking for things you know that are just going to make you lust. Don't go after those things. Don't chase those things. Don't go to places you know where there's going to be a lot of things that are going to make you want to lust. Don't, don't look for things online. Don't read things or look at things that are going to make you want to lust. You know? Uh, control yourself. It, it really comes down to self-discipline and controlling yourself. And we have to do that. We have to find a way to remove the temptation from us or remove ourselves from the temptation by not going to those places or by not, if, if like if it's not an act of you going somewhere, you know, then even if it's at home, then you remove that temptation from your home one way or the other. You know, uh, or both, really. Both is what you really end up having to do. But some people only, like some people may 
go to these places like whatever that they shouldn't go to um, you know and they may do it secretively and no one knows they go to the strip joint or the adult magazine or bookstore or whatever whatever there is out there um, you know don't just don't do that don't go there don't 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 give in to that temptation I know it's it's it can be hard to do it can be hard to do but remember one thing that can help you is remember the Lord is with you he's always with you even when you go there even when you go in there you're not hiding from God he sees and knows and he wants to help you though see the idea is he wants to help you he wants to help you fight that temptation and if you will just take a moment and speak to him and pray and move on it's going to feel difficult and hard, and it is. <laughs> it can be. Uh, when you're, anytime you're trying to break some sort of bad habit or something like that, which this is what this kind of develops into. Lust kind of grows into this bad habit of always doing this, this stuff. You know, the same stuff you're going and looking at and whatever, and it, it feeds some little something in your mind, and you just keep it going. And it becomes a bad habit, and maybe even an obsession. So, but you want to stop that, and it, it's hard to stop at first, I know, but you can do it. You can do it. You just stop yourself, and you change your habits. And like I said, you can always pray, stop, and take a moment, and pray, and talk to the Lord, and walk away from it, knowing that He's there with you. He's always with you. Always. So, we definitely want to remove the temptation. This is one method and one way in which, I mean, it's something we have to do. We, you need to do it. But it's a, it's a part. It's a part of our plan to get away from, from lust. is to remove the temptation as much as we can and in whichever way we need to do it. Whether it's by taking ourselves away from the temptation or taking the temptation away from ourselves. Either way, that is what we need to do. Now, notice here, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, Paul tells Timothy, Run away from youthful lusts. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those believers who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So he's telling Timothy, look, run away from youthful lusts. He knows, Paul knows. He's an older guy at this point, but he knows. He's been a young man. We've all been young men. We know how that is. And he's telling him, look, Run away from, stay away from these useful, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm so sorry. Anyway, stay away from these lusts. And he's telling him instead, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And he says with, you know, with other believers, of course. Because being with other believers will strengthen your your spirituality and your connection with God, I, I believe it does. That's, I believe that's why we gather and go to church and sing songs of praise together. is to strengthen ourselves and let ourselves know we're not alone. Remember how, I think it was Elijah who, who complained and thought he was alone. You know, it's just me and they're all after me to kill me. And God said, hold on, there's these other people. But nonetheless... Um, you know, but run away from youthful us. That's what I was saying. Sometimes we have to remove ourselves from the temptation. Sometimes we remove the temptation from us by not having it in our house. Now this would apply to any sin, actually. This would apply to any sin, but I'm specifically thinking of lust in this instance.
because there's so much so much bad stuff with that. Now, actually in the Old Testament, if we go back to Job, if you would just give me a moment, I should have moved back here first, quicker, but I was slow. So anyway, if we go back to Job and we look at... I've lost my place. There we go. 31. Look at chapter 31 and verse 1. This is another way in which we can help you know, deter ourselves and stay out of this situation. So, going to read verse 1 of Job 31. I have made a covenant agreement with my eyes. How then could I gaze lustfully at a virgin? So, in other words, he's saying, why should I be looking at, you know, lustfully at a young woman? And he says, for what is the portion, this is verse 2, for what is the portion I would have from God above, and what heritage from the Almighty on high? So, in other words, how, you know, how does that benefit anything it doesn't? He says, I have made a covenant agreement with my eyes. How then could I gaze lustfully at this says virgin, I'm going to say a young woman. So he's made a covenant with his eyes that he's not going to look lustfully on these young women. So that's what he has done. And that's something we can do too, is we can we can say, look, I'm going to start controlling my eyes. I'm going to watch what I do when I'm out. You know, because we go out and like I said, sometimes people are dressed inappropriately, not very modestly. And you know, and, and heaven forbid you go to the beach. I mean, people are not dressed very modestly, and it can be difficult. So, what we have to do is kind of make this covenant with our eyes, with ourselves, that we are not going to look and lust and do all that. Now, you're going to see people from time to time. You could see somebody that's remarkably handsome or beautiful, and they could even be dressed modestly. And you're like, wow, they're just really pretty. That's not necessarily, or they're really handsome, but that's not necessarily lust. Just saying, just admitting that someone looks really nice is not lust. That's not the same thing. Lust is where you're looking at someone and you're totally imagining and thinking about wanting to have sex with them. Okay, let's just, I did, I did not define lust to begin with, but lust is really that desire to have sex with someone. Okay, it's when you're looking at them and really wanting to have sex with them. You can picture it in your mind. You just want it. It's not the same as when you just look at somebody and you say, wow, they're, they're really, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, they're really pretty. I'm getting kind of dry. Um, they're really pretty or they're really handsome and you say, wow, that's a good looking person. That's not lust unless you go oh that's a good looking person i'd really like okay now you're getting into trouble okay and when you start talking about what you want to do that's 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 not good but you get the idea you get the difference when you're just appreciating someone like uh, there's a muscular dude he he looks good he looks ripped you know even guys will say wow this dude looks ripped you know that doesn't mean i'm lusting after him it's just like wow this dude is muscular he's fit he's in good shape we can admire each other and compliment each other without lust is what I'm getting at. So not everything is lustful. But, like I said, if you're looking at someone and you're having those thoughts and you're thinking those things and getting those images in your head, that 
by definition is lust because you're thinking about and wanting to have sex with them and uh, we, we need to try to keep away from that that is just between us and our spouses so we have to have this covenant with our eyes to avoid that now if we go down same chapter in Job to um, verse 11 he gives another reason for this he says for adultery is a heinous and lustful crime moreover it would be a sin punishable by the judges so we don't want so we don't want you know to have those lustful thoughts like that because Jesus has already said if you're thinking those things you're you've already committed adultery in your heart so we don't want to think that way we don't want to be that way we don't want to be guilty of adultery in our heart like that because that's that's damaging to us that's hurting us and we don't want that you know um, and you don't want to hurt the feelings of your spouse or you know you don't want to do that either because you know here you go if you're saying and acting that way that is going to be hurtful to your relationship it's going to hurt their feelings you should really be way more loving and considerate toward the person you're with than to, to even do that. Now we want to look at Romans also. Romans chapter 6 verses 11 to 14. <clears throat> even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to it broken, but alive to God in unbroken fellowship with Him in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts and passions. Do not go on offering members of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but offer yourselves to God in a decisive act as those alive raised from the dead to a new life and your members, all of your abilities, sanctified, set apart as instruments of righteousness yielded to God. For sin will no longer be a master over you, since you are not under law as slaves, but under unmerited grace as recipients of God's favor and mercy. So we have to offer ourselves to God, you know, in a decisive act. See, we have to decide. We have to make the decision that we are not going to do these things instead we're going to choose to do something else. Maybe we're going to choose, when we get that temptation, maybe we choose to pray, depending on where you are and what you can do. Maybe we choose to, to take a moment and study our Bible. Maybe we take some time and go do something good. Get away from the sinful act, the lustful act. Don't look at those things. Go look at something else. Go do something else. Get up and walk away from the temptation if it's your computer. Or if you're driving down the road and you see a sign for some adult place you normally go to, just, you know what? Get in the other lane. Don't take that exit. Just keep going. You know, put on some music. Praise God. You know, something, uh, you know, something uplifting and, uh, and you know, um, positive. You know, um, I'm thinking really of something Christian, something it could be... Uh, you know, if you're into acapella songs, it can be whatever you like. Everything's available nowadays. You can get it, and you can have it in your car even. And you can listen to and sing along with and praise God and thank Him for things. And you can always pray to Him. 
you know, choose something else, but don't, like Paul says here, don't go on offering your body to sin. You know, don't keep putting yourself out there in these sinful ways and obeying these lusts and passions that we shouldn't be doing. We can master this. And he says here, for sin will no longer be a master over you. And through the Lord, that is true. Sin does not need to master us. We should definitely hearken back to God's warning to Cain and we need to master sin. We need to master our lust in this case. And it involves several different things, but I would say, first of all, we need to be aware of it. We need to admit it, and we need to define it. Okay, and we know it's there. We encounter it probably daily for guys and, and for some women, too. And once you admit it's there and you know that you have that issue, which I think probably all of us do in some manner, even, even if you've been working on it for years and say you're way better, than, than me or the rest of us, that's fine. But still, that means you've been working on it and you've, you know, you've progressed farther along. So, that's great. That's really wonderful. But what we have to do is uh, define that and know what that is. And that is any time that we're looking at someone and thinking about you know, having sex with them and all that, and we know that's wrong. It's different if you're that way towards your wife or towards your husband. That's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's even okay to lust after them. That's okay. But outside of that, it's not okay. All right? It's just that simple. Now, um, so once we have that definition, then we have to make this covenant with our eyes. That we're not going to be looking at all these other things and being lusting after these guys or girls. If you're looking at young men, don't be looking at young men. If you're looking at young women, don't be looking at young women. Just, just move away from all that. Just don't do that. Don't pollute your heart and your mind with all these other images and thoughts. And then remove those temptations from you. Take those away from you or remove yourself from the temptation. However you have to do it, stay away get away. Um, remove the temptation from you, like Jesus says. You know, remove that source of temptation from your house or from your home or your office or wherever. Or, like Paul says to Timothy, run away from the youthful lust. Just, just run away from it. Just stay away from it. And then, as Paul is saying here, in Romans, you know, sin will no longer be your master. Now, there's going to be times where we mess up, where we make mistakes. That's why we repent and pray to God through the Lord Jesus. We repent and we ask for forgiveness. And He is very merciful and wonderful to forgive us. But don't quit your efforts to become a master of this sin. Because you can do it. You can do it. It takes time. We're all a work in progress. We're all working on these things. If this isn't your particular sin, then maybe another one is. But let's just say, for instance, that this is. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter which sin it is. We can all continue to work on it and improve and be better. So, I'm going to have to stop there. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.